Haha, ha, Dick. Welcome back to Haha, ha, Dick. I want to ask you a question. Whenever you see Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, uh, don't you think just like, man, they must have the hottest sex? Like, I don't. That's what I think, you know. And I don't mean this in a negative way. I'm a very sex positive person, and I believe that we shouldn't shame anybody. And I certainly am not shaming Prince Harry and Meghan Markle about their sexuality. In fact, I am here to celebrate the fact that when I see Prince Harry and Meghan Markle together, all I can think about is, you know, he's fucking her. I'd like to think of them in, you know, him on top and her, you know, facing. I like to think of them romantically, like they're facing each other. And he's looking at her going, wow, this is the world's most beautiful person in I'm fucking her like I just think that's what I would <laughs> I'm projecting how I would be if I were with Meghan Markle I'd be like wow what did I do right in my life that I get to be with Meghan Markle and and I get to like touch her hair and kiss her beautiful lips and and then when I'm looking at her she's looking back at me Wow, like if I were Prince Harry, that's all it would be in my mind all the time. I'd be just like, wow, unbelievable. And then if you're her, you know, you're like, wow, I'm with a prince. And then, of course, now as time has gone on, they have their problems. And, you know, he's got problems with the royal family and she, people have been racist against her and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Whichever way you land on Meghan Markle versus and Harry versus the crown, you know, you can't take away the fact that Meghan Markle is, <laughs> you just look at her and you're like, wow, someone's having sex with her. Sometimes she's having sex with herself, maybe, you know, and I'm not coming from a place of like anything that I know. I've never interviewed them and I don't know anybody that knows them. I don't know any inside information. This is purely conjecture on my part. And my wish that I could have just watched them and I don't think that they should put out a sex tape because that would ruin it I just want to imagine the glory of them together and then you know I think about celebrities having sex all the time and so like my feed my news feed is is riddled with Taylor Swift and I'm not going to spend a lot of time with Taylor Swift today but I just want to say that like you know, she's supposedly seeing this football player now. And, you know, the most obvious joke in the world is that sex life is just like 24, 35, hut, hut, hut. <laughs> you know, just like, I don't mean to make the world's corniest, stupid football joke, but I don't know. When you see a football guy with someone else of any gender, I just assume because I've seen them on the on the football field so much you're just like imagining them in those roles you know so she's like bent over and then he's got his hands behind her legs and he's just going hut 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 and then she gives him a football like I, don't, I can't even think about them sexually to be honest you know what I mean I don't even when I look at Taylor Swift I don't think about sexuality at all I don't know what it is about her and I'm not trying to like sex shame her it's just like for me she doesn't do it I'm sure if she looked at me, she'd be like, you're disgusting. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm ha ha dick. Okay. So, uh, then 
Uh, also in my news feed a lot constantly now is Elon Musk, and I don't want to think about him having sex with anybody, honestly. And I don't think... You know what? The thing about Elon Musk is there was this interview that Elon Musk did uh, some years ago, and somebody said, what is the most important thing that you do every day? And Elon Musk said, take a shower. And as a man who used to be a 12-year-old boy, I thought, oh, he's saying the most important thing he does every day is jerk off in the shower. Now, I'm not saying that's what he meant, but in my mind, my in the inference to me, not the, not the implication that he was giving, but the inference that I took from this was, oh, he says the most important thing he does every day is to jerk off in the shower. And I get that. You know, like, I don't... Whatever Elon's problems are, and there are many, many, many problems with Elon, it, I think that um, that is a male experience, is that if you don't come every day, or twice a day, or five times a day, or whatever your issue is, or, you know, some people only need to come three or four times a week, or once a week, whatever it is, if you get out of your rhythm, you know, it'll fuck you up. And so, like, when I was a, <coughs> a shower jerker, and when I was young, then I couldn't operate in my day-to-day -day existence without that shower orgasm. And then some years went on, and I was dating this person, and this person said, um, where do you masturbate? And I go, uh, you know, I, I masturbate in, in bed, like a gentleman. <laughs> and she goes, you don't jerk off in the shower? And I go, no, what am I, 12? Like, that's what you do when you're a kid. And she goes, oh, you like to have romantic sex with yourself. And I was like, yeah, I love myself. You know, like Woody Allen once said uh, that, you know, masturbation is sex with someone I love. And I think I feel like, um, you know, sometimes when you're masturbating, you want to have like make love masturbation, you know, put some you have some like groovy music on or whatever and you're just like mm. and then sometimes you just want to like be like oh yeah give it to me dirty give it to me give it you know and then you're <laughs> anyway so i think elon musk is i don't think of him as having sex with anybody even though he has all his kids i think that he just you know whenever i see him now ever since i saw that interview where he said the most important thing he does every day is take a shower every single thing whenever he's in the news all i think is he came in the shower this morning and that set him on his day, you know? And if he didn't, and maybe sometimes when he's so grumpy and he's doing all this crazy stuff online, maybe maybe he didn't he didn't do his shower thing. Maybe he thought he was in too much of a rush and he just put it off. Maybe that's why he gets so upset because he says the most important thing in his day is to shower. And then I think, okay, so he's jerking off. And then he gets upset sometimes in the media. And I think, oh, he didn't come today. He needs to go take a shower. To the showers with you, Elon. Uh, and then uh, Russell Brand's been in the news because he's a gross uh, person and he's done lots of terrible things. And I also don't think that when I think about Russell Brand having sex, I don't even think of him having sex with another person. I think, you know, in my mind, I'm not saying this is how it is in real life, but, you know, my perception of Russell Brand is that his ego is so big that when he fucks somebody, he's just picturing himself. You know, he doesn't, we, there's no technology yet where you can make a clone and fuck it. Because if there was, I would be doing that already. And I think that's Russell Brand's situation, in my mind at least. Not in real life, 
But I just imagine Russell Brand having sex with someone and he's like, let's say he's having sex with this person and he's just like on the person and he's looking at them and he's just checked out. He's just thinking like, okay, I'm going to imagine this person's face is my face and their body is my body and they have my genitals and my nipples and then I've got their legs spread and up. That did it. <laughs> to me, that's Russell. Russell Brand is just fucking his ego. That's my perception of Russell Brand in my mind. That's the fictional Russell Brand in my mind. Uh, then there's Cardi B. You know, the thing what I've realized about Cardi B is that um, the, you know, Cardi B, the rapper, um, when I, I don't ever listen to her at home or in my car or when I'm working out. Um, so, but I'll be in like a strip club or I'll be at the grocery, not the grocery store, but I'll be at various places, bars or whatever. And Cardi B will come on. And then when Cardi B comes on, I'm always like, oh man, I really like this song, <laughs> you know? So the thing about Cardi B is, I don't know why I like her so much. You know, since we talked about Taylor Swift a minute ago, the thing about Taylor Swift to me is that I wouldn't know her songs if they punched me in the face. Except for that Shake It Off song. I mean, you know, I've heard that at the Dollar Tree. And I'm always like, hmm, Dollar Tree music, you know? I think it's the Dollar Tree. I could be wrong. Anyway, so Taylor Swift to me doesn't stick in my mind ever. I don't know her music at all. So I don't, she just seems so basic to me. And I'm not trying to be mean to her. If you're into Taylor Swift, more power to you. More power to you. I'm not trying to talk you out of her. We all have our tastes, you know, we're all, we all have our good and bad tastes. And, you know, maybe it's my bad taste that I'm not into Taylor Swift, but I can tell you that whenever I hear Cardi B anywhere, I'm like, oh, that's Cardi B. She has like a, a very distinctive sound. Her rapping is very distinctive, you know, and I like it. And so when I think about Cardi B having sex, I think that she's probably pretty good. I mean, she's, she was a stripper, so she's probably pretty good, pretty, um, seductive when she wants to be you know i think that cardi b is probably pretty seductive when she wants to be i don't really ever think about cardi b so off the top of my head i don't know i think that she's probably pretty good now also cardi b supposedly has said that she used to drug men and rob them and i think that's fucked i mean <laughs> that's indefensible you know and then i saw some quote where she was like oh i did what i had to do to survive hey man you know what I worked at Burger King and that's what I did to survive. And then I worked at a hospital pushing patients around in gurneys and in, uh, you know, chairs. And that's what I had to do to survive. And I survived. You know why? Because I didn't have to resort to crime. I could just, you know, I was also a teenage stripper. You don't know, do you know what I did not do when I was a teenage stripper? I did not drug and rape men or women or anybody of any gender because when you're stripping you make a lot of money i mean you don't need that extra money i don't get why cardi b thinks she has to do this terrible dr drug and robbing i don't know why she thinks that that's some um, that's not defensible anyway so but i think she's probably good to fuck you know, and at least in my mind. Who knows? Um, obviously, we're going to get to Britney Spears next. Now, Britney Spears, to me, she keeps posting these naked photos of herself all over the place. Now, this is someone, you know, you know, the wrong person might be like, or somebody, a good person with a, the wrong idea might be like, oh, that's a cry for attention or something. To me, like, that's just a good girl. 
you know, <laughs> give me, let me, let me, good boy, good anybody, you know, let me see your naked body. That would be a nice thing for you to do. That just makes you a nice person in my book. You know, I think that whenever Brittany is like, this is my naked body, don't you want to have sex with it? I'm like, yeah, I would have sex with you for sure. I would do everything. Take you around the world. Anything that you want to do. All your heart's desires. I just, Brittany, I just need 72 hours. Now, I'm not saying this to the real Brittany. This is the Brittany in my mind. I don't think the real Brittany would have anything to do with me, which is too bad because I think we'd have a good time. I would marry Brittany. I think that my psychology and my 20 years of therapy have helped me so that I could probably do a pretty good job with Brittany, you know. Plus, I don't think she's pretty upset with her family and I'm, you know, man, my parents were the fucking worst. So I get it. I get it, Brittany. I get it. Come, come visit me in Vegas. You like Vegas? <laughs> Not the real Brittany. <laughs> Fantasy Brittany. I would never assume Brittany would have anything to do with me, to be honest. Uh, anyway, so I think Brittany sexually is great. I think she's probably pretty good. I like, I'm not saying in real life I know anything. I don't. I don't have no idea. Zero idea about Brittany in real life. Uh, I mean, I've covered her. I don't listen to her. I've reviewed her concerts. And I interviewed her once along with some other people in some sort of press conference telephone thing. And she was younger, so it doesn't really count because now she's like 85 years old, you know, like me. So, um, I think that she's probably really good in bed. I think that there are probably times when she doesn't want to do it. And like most people, um, you know, I think she's probably got a, a sort of regular sex drive for her demographic. And I think that she's, but I think that she's great. I bet she's great in bed in my mind. I'm not saying in real life, this is, if I were going to write a fictional piece, that's the Brittany I would write is the kind of Britney that's sexual and then likes to masturbate, like gets on, you know, and she's in bed and she's she rolls over in her stomach. She doesn't take her pajamas off and then her hand. That's the kind, that's what I would write if I were writing about Britney fictionally in real life. I'm sure she's awesome about everything. I just assume Harry Styles, Livia Wilde. They're not together anymore, but I think that what is fantastic to me about Livia Wilde is I've interviewed Livia Wilde and I loved her. I don't mean like, you know, romantically. I just meant, I just mean like as a journalist who interviewed Olivia Wilde, I, was, I went away from that interview thinking like, wow, she's fantastic. She's smart, funny, fun, clever, quick. Like, I really liked her a lot. Um, she was socially aware, politically aware. Uh, I liked everything about her. And I've liked her as an actor. And... I watched some of the movies that she's directed, and they're all right. It seems to be okay. Uh, but my favorite thing about Olivia Wilde now is she has this, like, she had this kind of, like, thing with Harry Wilde, where, Harry Wilde, Harry Styles, where she just seemed so urgently into him. And I think that, you know, I don't know what was going on in real life, but if I were writing a story about it fictionally, I would have it so that, she was so into him for whatever reason, like his look, his aura, his vibe, his his work, his uh, character, his personality, his career. He's very, you know, I mean, he's the total package, but so is she. And so I think she recognized that he was like a, a younger male version of herself and was really, really into him and really wanted to make it work. 
Now, I don't know if this was the case or not. This is all just conjecture based on my fantasy life in my head. <laughs> so I think to me, whenever I see Olivia Wilde talking about Harry Styles or whatever, I just think like, man, she probably really put it on him. Like she really poured everything into that relationship, you know, sex and love and surprises and roses and cards and messages and just like oh wow. I think that she was like just infatuated beyond that's the sort of impression I get is this you know and I could be wrong this is all my fantasy life in my head about celebrities join me for my fantasy life about celebrities <laughs> who live in my head and then I thought for him he probably really liked her but then was like Oh, man, this is a lot. She's really coming at me with, like, every single thing. And it's just, you know, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I think, you know, when we see somebody like Olivia Wilde and they're so infatuated with someone like Harry Styles, we think, like, oh, you know, he must have a big dick or he must be, like, really great or something. But that's, in real life, I've known 800 million people, and that's just not usually what happens. You know, what usually what happens is, uh, somebody is slightly bad to the other person and then the other person reacts by going oh my god I need you even more you know so like the playing the hard to get thing or the enemies to lover fantasy that's in like Amazon books you know <laughs> you know like a lot of women read books about uh, I'm not saying this is a stereotype I mean go look at Amazon most of the people buying these um, books that are written for females very often by females will have like have this theme which is uh, from enemies to lovers and I think that it's because I don't know why because but I know that in real life a lot of guys treat women like their enemies and a lot of women treat men like their enemies and when you get treated like an enemy a little bit then you kind of like fall in love with them a little more that's not the case with me <laughs> that's not the case with me I was in a relationship or two where someone treated me like an enemy and I just went okay bye see you later and then I walked off and I never ever doubted my decision because I don't fall in love with enemies I fall in love with people who treat me well uh, anyway so sexually Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde I think in my mind you know, the fantasy in my mind is like she does everything for him and then he's pretty good, but whatever. You know, I think that he was, you know, the, yeah. Okay, so next. This is going to be a surprise, but I love Nicole Kidman. And it's not that I love her romantically necessarily or sexually. I'm in love with Nicole Kidman for the last 20 years or so as an actor. It started maybe with this movie called Birth in 2004. And ever since I've seen in Dogville, oh boy, and it's her choices. It's not a romantic sexual thing, you know, and I think that she's very sexy. And I think that she, you know, if she knocked on my door, if she left her husband, her country music husband and knocked on my door and was like, I love you uh, from afar, but now I want to be with you. I'd be like, all right, let's go to the courthouse. Let's go to the, you know, little chapel down the street, get married and live happily ever after. I would totally marry <laughs> Nicole Kidman. But the thing is, is that that's not why I'm in love with her. I'm in love with her because of her work. So I don't sit around and think about her sexually. So to think about her sexually, I mean, she's had sex on camera a lot. And when she has sex on camera, she just is very open and free. So I would imagine she, in my mind, the Nicole Kidman, that would be my wife, you know, she would be like this nudist, 
who's in the house all the time, just ready for sex all the time. And not just sex, like nurturing. I bet I would, and the Nicole Kidman in my mind, she's like hyper nurturing. She's the sort of nurturing, um, you know, Madonna horse, mom, sex, mom, whore, whatever that cliche is. I think that she'd be very nurturing and very giving. And I think that you would never want to not be with her. I think that's my thing. I don't know anything about her country guy. He seems fine. I interviewed him once and I asked him a couple questions about Nicole and he was like, Hey, uh, I think there were, uh, you know, you're asking a couple too many questions about my wife. <laughs> and I go, Oh my God, you're right. Okay. I'll stop. And then I apologized. I was like, I'm very, very sorry. I go, uh, let's talk about you. <laughs> and then we talked about him and now I can't even think of his name. Kenny Chesney. Is that his name? I don't know. Ben Affleck. J-Lo. All right. So Ben Affleck and J-Lo. To me, this is a pretty good coupling. I think that they're perfect together. And here's why. Ben Affleck is this uh, very handsome. I'm assuming he has a log of a cock. And on top of that, I bet he's like extraordinary in bed. And I think that he's incredibly talented as an actor and as a director. And if that's not enough to make me like Ben Affleck, my dad hated him, which made me like him more. Because fuck my dad. <laughs> Honestly, what a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, my dad also didn't like Bernie Sanders. You know, so that'll tell you that Bernie Sanders and Ben Affleck are probably both pretty good. Uh, just because my dad didn't like <laughs> Anyway, so I have a lot of respect for Ben Affleck. I'm not like a super fan or something. But I watch everything I've seen him in. I'm like, oh, he's good. You know, he's a good actor. Even in that Superman movie, he's good. as the. I know it's not a great movie, but, you know, he's good in that role. He's fine. Uh, and then... J-Lo, man, I mean, she's hyper-talented. I don't sit around and listen to her music, but I've seen her in person. Oh, man, let me tell you what. Her skin is radiant. Radiant. She has incredible skin. I'm not going to talk about her body. I don't want to objectify her body too much because I try to think about everything we're doing today. We're talking about the fantasies in my head rather than the real people so much. So I don't want to talk about what I saw. When I saw her, though, she was, oh, man, J-Lo is something else, man. I get it. But J-Lo is like the female Ben Affleck. She's, you know, extraordinarily beautiful. She's hypersexually attractive. She's uh, very talented. I don't listen to her music, but it's good. Speaking as an ex-music critic, she is a good musician. She's very good at it. She puts on a good show. And then she was like a really good actor. If you ever saw this movie um, with, that uh, Steven Soderbergh made with her, you know, one of my favorite Soderbergh movies, whatever it was called. Man, that was a good, one of my favorite movies, and she's so good in it. Now, she's obviously been called a diva and all this other stuff, and so is Ben Affleck. So I think that they're a perfect couple. Now, here's the problem, though. Like, I think that when you're someone like Ben Affleck or J-Lo, you um, find each other, and you're like, wow, you know, you're the female me. You're the male me. And then... They get together, but I think, in my mind, when they have sex, it's probably like, you know, there's a stereotype where um, if you have a lot of power, then you, and sexually, you want to give up that power. So, like, people who are, like, CEOs in town here in Vegas, I just, and they have all this power, I assume that they want to be dominated and tied up and shit, you know, and then I think that's probably wrong, but it's just my assumption. And then with J-Lo and with Ben Affleck, I have that same assumption, is that they're so powerful all the time that sexually they might both want to give it up. So 
I feel like, in my mind at least, they both want to be submissive in bed a little bit. Not always. They want to flip. I would say they're versatile. They're verses. You know, they're versatile. And so, like, if I were their couples counselor, I would say, hey, you know what you should do is you should have a spinner. You know, like you get in, like, uh, board games where you flick your finger on some sort of arrow and it goes zzz in a circle, like a little spinner. And I think that spinner could have two, at least two things for them. And one would say, dumb. And then the other side would say, sub. And then, you know, you go, bzzz. And then, like, let's say J-Lo would go, bzzz, and it would go, dumb. And she'd go, oh, dumb for 15 minutes and or 30 minutes or whatever, however long. And then you'd set a timer. And when the timer goes off, then it's his turn. And he would spin it. And then whatever it lands on, he has to do that for. That's what I would say. If I were a couples counselor, that's what I would tell them to do. You know, now this is all in my mind. I have no idea how they really are in real life. This is all my fantasy. This is the fantasy land of my life in my head of what I, how I think about celebrities fucking. Next up, Miley Cyrus. I love me some Miley Cyrus. I don't listen to her music at home either, but I think she's really great. Man, I've heard some of her songs and I think that she's, um, you know, very good singer and she's got good taste in a lot of things. Her vocal tone is so unusual to me and I just really respect the fact that she's such a life liver you know like she just lives it up she's talks she's talked about doing drugs she's pansexual uh she'll have sex with anybody that she's into she gets into relationships and tries to make them work i think um i feel like <sighs> miley cyrus is living like a perfect life you know like you are raised with a little bit of privilege and yet you still make yourself talented you know, like she's a work, a worker bee. A lot of like famous people's kids, um, you know, they just become ne'er-do-wells and they don't fucking do anything. I'm not saying all people who are born to writ privilege. I'm not saying that at all. I certainly know people who are born wealthy and working their ass off all the time, you know, so it happens. And I think Miley Cyrus is one of those people. I think she was born with talent and I think she made her talent even greater by working at it. And then she had some career as a Disney person, which I don't know, that sounds like a nightmare to me, but you know, since then she's made this career. She just, I just have this assumption. She wakes up every day and does exactly what she wants to do. And I think that is so, I don't know, it's something else. You know what I mean? I try not to put celebrities on a pedestal because I've interviewed a bunch of them and they're just normal people for the most part, you know, most are nice and then some are extraordinary and then some are fucking total assholes, you know, and it's just like everybody I ever met in any industry, like it's the same bell curve, you know, it's just a little more magnified, like fame magnifies people's character and their personality, fame and money magnifies character and personality. And so I think what it did with Miley Cyrus is shown us she's so rich and famous I think it's shown us that you know this is the magnification of who she really is is like a good whatever maybe a good person Ugh, god I hate to say that about somebody without knowing them but anyways as a sex person I mean I think that my Miley is obviously probably you know in my mind the fantasy version of Miley will do anything and everything all the time at any place in a car at home upside down on a rooftop you name it naked naked any whatever you know what i think miley cyrus in my mind is would do any category in pornhub she's like an any category sex person to me you know now i could be wrong i've been wrong about a million things but this is the fantasy in my head anyway i'm not even talking about the real miley i'm talking about the miley 
that lives in my head. Not that she's in there all the time, but whenever I see a headline. And then um, the last two people. First, I want to talk about Lil Nas X, you know, the rapper. Oh, my light just went out. <laughs> I'm going to do this now. <laughs> I'm going to have to hold my light. So the rapper and Lil Nas X, you know, he's like, um, I feel like Lil Nas X is pretty, probably pretty, pretty good. You know, I feel like Lil Nas X is, you know, the, you come home to Lil Nas X and you walk in the front door and he's rented like a bouncy castle, a nice, beautiful bouncy castle. And it's high end. It's like a Chanel bouncy castle. And then there's like the most beautiful models you've ever seen. And they're all naked waiting for you. And they're like, you know, touching your skin as you walk past them. And there's rose petals on the ground. And Lil Nas X is at the end of this pathway. And he's like, hmm. And then, you know, you're going to make each other's dreams come true. I think that's what I think about Lil Nas X. I bet he's great. I bet he's one of the most, I bet he's incredibly fun. Incredibly fun. And then finally, Elliot Page. I don't really know much about Elliot Page except for the fact that, um, you know, I think that of all the people on today's list, I think Elliot Page, I think that Elliot Page is probably really good in bed, but I think the more, in my mind, the fantasy of Elliot Page in my head, not that I fantasize about Elliot Page, but just if I think about Elliot Page, I think Elliot Page is like the kind of person who is better than everybody on this list at one thing aftercare. I would just think that Elliot Page is like the god of aftercare and talks and whispers and touches your skin and kisses you on the cheek. And, you know, I think that aftercare, I bet Elliot Page is great at aftercare. The Elliot Page in my mind, anyway, the fantasy. So that's it. That's all I want to talk about today is I want to talk about all the fantasies that are always in my head of the celebrities that are always fucking. Thank you very much. Tell me what you think. Uh, subscribe, like, share, etc. And who do you think about? Who do you fantasize about the most? Who's in your mind? Like, and when you see people in the headlines, do you think about them uh, fucking and jerking off, or is it, or are you more boring than me? I bet you're not. I bet you're just as exciting as I am. Wow. <laughs> okay, I love you. See you later. Bye. Ha ha, Dick.